On Texans, your daily Houston Texans podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's going on, everybody, and welcome to Locked On Texans, your daily podcast covering your favorite football team every single day. And as always, I am your host, Texans reporter for ESPN Houston, Cody Davis, along with my partner... As always, John, some sports guy, Hickman, while out Wednesday, let's have fun on Locked On Texans, your daily Texans talk and news podcast. And this episode is brought to you by 1010. 1010 is an exclusive collection of 10 one-of-a-kind engagement rings designed by 10 of the most distinctive designers working today. Using only diamond responsibly and sustainably from Botswana, 10 design masters have produced a uniquely beautiful diamond ring. Launching exclusively January 18th at BlueNow.com. This excited limited edition collection of diamond engagement rings launches on January 18th, and you can preview it exclusively at BlueNow.com. Like I mentioned, it is Wild Out Wednesday, a Wednesday edition of Locked On Texan. Sorry that we were not able to get to you guys yesterday. On today's show, we discussed Texans interviewing Jim Call, right or wrong move. The playing time for the younger guys on the team from Sunday's game, the lasting effect that that will have to end the season. Zach Cunningham's Pro Bowl snub is this season overrated or underrated? And I think, Cody, that was something that you really wanted to play around with. And I like that idea to analyze that, right? But first up, as sad as it has been this year, we've had some good moments, specifically on this show, I would say. But not, we probably had more than uh, the Texans did, but they've had bad moments. They've also had good moments, and they're looking to fix all of those bad moments in order to get better for next season and moving along. And with that, the previous head coach of the Detroit Lions and Indianapolis coach, Jim Caldwell, was interviewed on yesterday. And I'd like to start with whether or not I think this is the right or wrong move. First, Jim Caldwell has led a team to the Super Bowl in 2009, uh, and they lost against Cody, your beloved Saints. Also had a 26-22 record. <laughs> also had a 26-22 record in Indy. Led Detroit to an 11-5 season 2014 and had a 36-28 record with the Lions. So he is a good coach. We know that. I mean, when you lead a team to the Super Bowl and, and do, a, uh, do the job that you did in Detroit, which I'll touch on later, you're a good coach. Has coached top-tier quarterbacks in the past with Peyton Manning and Matthew Stafford. So it's not like the potential of a union between the two wouldn't make sense. If you're asking yourself, what can he do for Watson? Those correlate with one another. Another thing I like about Caldwell as a coach is he showed with talent he can make a turnaround on your team before arriving in Detroit in 2014. The Lions went 7-9 in 2013 and 4-12 in 2012, right? He also helped clean up the mess left by Jim Schwartz, the head coach, before the, his time in Detroit. And I think we can all can agree we're going to need a head coach that can help clean up some of the mess. Bill O'Brien botched and messed up here in Houston. Also to note, I don't think the Texans can handle another head coach with bad time management uh, time and game management. And that's where Caldwell has problems in his career. So there's a lot of pros. There are some cons. But here's the thing, right? Atlanta, Detroit, and Texans all for sure need head coaches as all three currently have interim coaches in place. So that's three head coaching jobs that needs to be filled. Then there's teams like the New York Jets, 
the Chargers, and add, you can possibly add Doug Marone uh, from Jacksonville getting the boot after Dave Caldwell getting fired. So I'm sure a new GM will want his own guy. The possibility of Marone leaving Jacksonville and the Broncos and their situation with Vic Fugano. So that's possibly seven jobs that need to be filled. And Houston may not be on the top of everyone's favorite, uh, top of the list of everyone's favorite, like me and me, like Dabble and others. Uh, Houston did the right thing in interviewing the best out there. My only issue I have, which I think should be more uh, concerning with, I think everybody should be more concerned with, is looking for a head coach before a general manager. For me, that screams personnel disagreements and not seeing eye to eye. I prefer Houston getting a general manager first. That way he can find the head coach that can go along with his philosophy. But hiring, I'm sorry, but interviewing Jim Caldwell was no doubt the right move. Everybody may not like Houston. Well, you know, just to ease your mind a little bit, John, this is going to be a long process. The Texans, they just want to get a kickstart to this process because a guy like Eric Bieniemy, you cannot interview him until the end of the NFL season. However, going back to Jim Caldwell, I'm not going to lie to you, John and listeners. John Caldwell never came across my mind, and he is far from the sexiest name out there. I'm not going to say I'm opposed to it, but I would not be disappointed if the Texans felt that he is the guy that they would like to take over as their next head coach. Out of the two candidates that they have already interviewed, I will say that Caldwell is ahead of Brian Schottenheimer, but it will not take much for someone to come along and bump him out of first place, in my opinion. John, as you mentioned, whether he was the quarterback coach, assistant coach, or the head coach during his tenure in Indianapolis, he basically helped create one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time and the second greatest of his generation in Peyton Manning. And we all know that Manning's career in Indianapolis speaks for itself. And when he became the head coach of the Detroit Lions, he helped Matt Stafford put together the best four-year stretch of his career, which resulted in two playoff appearances. And in fact, when we hosted our crossover show with Matt Derry of Locked On Lions about a month ago, he said that Lions fans were still wishing that Caldwell was still the one calling the shots on the sideline. So while his track record may sound pleasing to the general fan, Caldwell never coached a player of the Sean Watson's caliber. And John, listeners, you know, that is my top quality in the Texans' next head coach. And I know some of you listeners might be saying to yourself, well, Cody, does it matter if Caldwell coached a player of the Sean Watson's caliber? At the end of the day, this is a guy who helped develop one of the greatest quarterbacks in NFL history in Manning. While that may be true, I want to remind you guys that Tom Brady also credited Bill O'Brien as one of the coaches who helped him become the greatest of all time. And look how that situation turned out in Houston. And that's a great comparison to look at what you look for and what you don't look for, right? Uh, you can give all of the accreditation in the world, but you don't want to go through the same process and revolving door as you've done before. I like that. I just think that when you have so many positions that need to be filled, as I mentioned, uh, do your due diligence around the entire league because your top guy, it's like the draft. Somebody can come snatch your top guy off the board. Are you going to just sit there with your hands in your pocket? No, you, you look out, you look and see who you like out there. Make sure you know everything about them. Make sure that if they have, uh, pros that you think can affect your team immediately because I think Houston is an immediate team that can turn it around. 
then you go out there and get them. Guys, you should also do your due diligence by looking at every healthy factor out there. When you look at healthy factors and how you want to live life, you, you still don't want to go without snacks, right? I mean, that goes without saying. And if you want a snack and you still want to be healthy, Bill Bar is the best tasting protein bar ever. The improved Bill Bar is even more delicious, sir. I know that's not a word, but that's how good they are. 18 amazing flavors with six new flavors that include caramel brownie and cookies and cream, along with the 12 original flavors headlined by peanut butter, banana bread, and mint brownie. Bars are even great for the health conscious guy and girl. Lose or maintain weight while indulging in a delicious treat. Bars are low calorie, low sugar, but high protein and high fiber. Great for a keto diet. And you get a free cooler with purchase while supplies last. Go to billboard.com and use promo code LOCKEDON, L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, LOCKEDON, and you'll get 20% off your next order. Use promo code locked on for 20% off at billboard.com. You don't want to miss the next discussion when we look at the young guys and how they can affect next year and what Houston does. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to Locked On Texans, only on the Locked On Podcast Network. Cody Davis Johnson, sports guy Hickman. Hey, guys, be sure to check out tomorrow's show as John and I are joined by the other dynamic duo over at Locked On Bengals as we preview Sunday's game between Houston and Cincinnati. I originally had this game as the final victory of the season in hopes of getting the Texans to 5-11, but the Bengals actually pulled off a major upset Monday night by defeating the Pittsburgh Steelers, and they will be riding high on momentum come Sunday. So I really don't know if the Texans will be able to pull that game off. However, what I do know at the time of this recording, Deshaun Watson and J.J. Watt will be risking their health for a 4-10 team playing meaningless football come Sunday. But we will see a group of young guys trying to make their mark for their final evaluation of the season. And one of those guys, I am happy to say, is Kaheli Waring. After so much doubt I have given this young man here on this show, Waring has really stepped it up over the past couple of weeks. Romeo Cannell talked about it. Deshaun Watson talked about it. This is a guy who is finally starting to come around. He is finally starting to get his confidence as an NFL player. And after his performance on Sunday, I think Waring actually has a future on this team, more so than I did at the beginning of the season, especially considering the outlook of the Texans' tight end position as of now. Because when you think about it, at the end of the day, everyone knew that Darren Fells was not the long-term answer at tight end. And it seemed like Jordan Akins was the guy that was going to take over at that position in the long run. However, when you look at the production he has given this team ever since he came back from injury over the past couple of weeks, Akins has looked far from the guy who started the season off hot. Because remember, John, the listeners, Akins was possibly the only bright spot when the Texans started off on four. Now, considering the major drop off that he has had, I believe that Kahili Warren might have an opportunity to make his case on why he is the future at tight end and not Jordan Aikens. You know, Charles O'Manette, who played 70% of the snaps on Sunday, that has been his highest. Jonathan Grenard, 28% of snaps Sunday, the most since the past game. Kahili Warren, with back-to-back weeks with double-digit snap percentage time, uh, getting 23% of the playing snaps against the Bears, 17 against the Colts on Sunday. You know, Cody, as you mentioned, and just raved about him with two catches for 32 yards, his best output of his young career. Buddy Howell, same for Buddy. 30% of playing snaps against the Bears with 14 of the playing snaps against 
the Colts on Sunday. So he gets back-to-back weeks of double-digit playing time. Uh, but nothing too significant for me outside of Charles Omenehu. who uh, I love Houston getting more confidence in him and putting him on the field, which has resulted in with the sack from Sunday's game. Wish we could have gotten more time with Warren, which may be a, so- a shock for some listeners as we've really been critical of him in the past. But, hey, Cody, like you mentioned, let's evaluate every position on the field. And I love the fact that you got to it with doing so, right? If you evaluate every position on the field with doing that, you know positions that need addressing, like the running back position, right? We can agree that the running back position is a position that needs evaluating and ultimately upgrading. So the tight end position could also be on that list, and I think it is. By the way, Darren Fell counts – 2.8 2.8 million against the cap next year and hasn't been what he what he was last year. But Cody and listeners, my concern when I look at the playing time of the younger guys is simply the 2020 draft class for Houston proved to be the worst. Gennard got some playing time on Sunday, uh, and I think he just needs more time to produce. But Ross Blacklock, who was the second round pick acquired in the David Johnson trade, I mean, when you when you when you're attached to that. The expectations of doing something for the justification of making the trade is always going to be there. But he's been virtually unplayable. Since the Cleveland game, he's hovered around 20% of playing snaps defensively, but Sunday was only able to crank out seven plays for 13% of snaps. Uh, First quarter, seven minutes with 45 seconds left. Jonathan Taylor bust through the left side of the line for a first down, but if you revisit that play, Ross Blacklock was blocked into the third level. Later in the same drive with six minutes and 31 seconds left in that first quarter, that was a passing play, no pass for us, not making the blockers job harder, nothing. So it's concerning to see his lack of production, especially as a hometown kid playing in front of his family. He's better off the field than on the field right now. And that's something that I, I didn't did not want to say, but I, I think for him, Looking to see how everything works in the NFL with the offseason he's had, granted, he's better right now off than on. Well, John, I'm going to have to disagree with you just a little bit because I understand your frustration with Blacklock, but I'm going to say because his time on the field has been so inconsistent, it's been kind of hard for him to finally get used to the NFL game. Every single rookie goes through it. And in order for you to go out there and be that player that they brought you in for to make that impact, you have to have consistent minutes. <laughs> in 2020, Ross Blacklock and all the other rookies have been everything but consistent. Well, good news. Whitney Marshall is playing his lowest snap count in the last five games. And I'm glad we were able to kind of not see him as much as we've seen him on the field on Sunday. Moving forward, before we get out of here, Zach Cunningham and his season not making the Pro Bowl. Some of you may be pissed about it. Some of us may have our own reserve feelings. Don't go anywhere. Locked on Texans every day. Before we get out of here and have that quick look at Zach Cunningham and his season with that quick discussion about where he ranks, I would like to mention that Matt Borzagon interviewed with Houston on yesterday, which would be Houston's third interview, including Lewis Riddick and John Dorsey. Matt is currently the director of player personnel for the Texans, which would make this an in-house hire with 14 years of experience ranging mostly with the Jets. Texans also find multiple players who attended Watson's grand opening of his new restaurant lefties. One player was fined $5,000, but Watson with his new money, you know, I got my boys back. He paid the fines for the players. So 
Uh, how lame is that, man? Like, I can't go support my board and get something to eat? That, that sucks. <laughs> uh, but, Cody, you know, I want to let you go ahead and get started with the Zach Cunningham discussion and uh, how do you feel about the Pro Bowl snub? Well, before we start talking about Zach Cunningham, I do want to give a special shout out to Deshaun Watson and Laramie Tunsil, who have been named to the AFC Pro Bowl roster for 2020. And with that being said, there is one guy who has been noticeably left off, and that guy, of course, is Zach Cunningham. And Cunningham has been one of, if not the brightest spot for the Houston Texans on the defensive side of the ball. He's currently second in the league in tackles with 137. That is also leading the AFC as well. So with that being said, there's a lot of discussions going on asking if Zach Cunningham is underrated or overrated. I'm on the fence about it because on one hand, you're looking at it. Yes, he's leading this team in tackles. Yes, he's leading the conference in tackles. But at the end of the day, how much has his individual play has actually elevated the Texans on the defensive side of the ball? And that answer is none. I believe that the Texans' defensive struggles are not his fault, and he is a guy that is still part of the Texans' future. Now, John, I know you've been on the fence saying that Zach Cunningham is not really that good. The only reason why he sits at top of the conference in tackles is because he's playing for a team that does not know how to do that one simple task on the field. Well, let me clarify. I'm not going to say that I don't think he's that good. I just think that for what we paid for and what Houston paid for him was just a little bit too much. Uh, And considering that they have a hard time getting off the field, like you mentioned, to your point, I would hope somebody can make the tackle. Uh, Zach Cunningham is also one of the worst pass coverage linebackers in the entire league. I mean, and also, let's look at it. When we look at who made it, you got Bradley Chubb in this in Denver. He's having a great year. Matt Judon in Baltimore. We know that T.J. Watt, who's arguably having the defensive player of the year type of season in Pittsburgh, he made it. Tremaine Edmonds out of Buffalo and Darius Leonard made it out of Indy. And those two guys are having phenomenal years. It just seems like with the 136 or seven tackles, a lot of that does not result into – Uh, helping this defense. Now, granted, Bradley Chubb, Matthew Judon, TJ Watt, Tremaine Edmonds, Darius Leonard, all of those men play for better defensive teams. But when I look at him specifically, he struggles so much in pass covers that it doesn't help out anybody else around him, and it makes him worse. So, yeah, he got a lot of tackles. He is a good football player, but he still is in a point in his career where All of those other guys are better at playing football in this 2020 league than he's been. So you're not, you're not a pro bowl. Was it a snub? It could be depending on what you, uh, depending on the voting, but these guys have been much more effective for their teams respectively on defense than Zach Cunningham in Houston. I'm John, some sports guy Hickman. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter at locked on Texans and like us on Facebook And if you have a phone, you can download Stitcher, Megaphone, and Spotify as well to subscribe to the Locked On Texans podcast. Also, the wait is over. The 2020-2021 season is here. Basketball started last night, baby. NBA got on last night, and Kevin Durant got to cooking early. The Locked On NBA podcast will get you ready with a week special of shows that started December 14th. Get previews of every team, division by division, even if it's James Harden and the Rockers, and you got a little fight and scrap going on at practice from all of our 30 Locked On experts, including us, plus waiver wire additions from Locked On Fantasy Basketball, 
rookies to watch from Chad Ford, and predictions on each division from rejecting the screen. Crowds locked on NBA wherever you get your podcast. Cody, NBA, you back, baby. Rockets for the night, you ready? Yes, sir. And if you want to know everything that's going on with the Houston Rockets, please remember to follow me on Twitter at Cody Davis underscore 24. Once again, that's Cody, C-O-T-Y-D-A-V-I-S underscore 24. Until next time, ladies and gentlemen, peace. You are Locked On Texans, your daily podcast on the Houston Texans, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.